This is the CR Checkup Podcast. My name is John. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ that struggles with drugs, alcohol, and pride. And you're listening to a Testimony Talk. On our Testimony Talks, we get a chance to hear from someone who has taken the steps and applied them to their own life. This gives us the opportunity to see how the program works and to gain hope that we might have similar experiences. Welcome back to the podcast. Super excited to have each and every one of you here with us today. You're listening to our testimony talk and I have my good friend here with us. Uh, would you mind introducing yourself? I'm Jeremiah, a grateful believer in Jesus Christ and recovery for grief, struggle with control and codependency. Hey, Jeremiah. Thanks for being How here you? today, man. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So uh, we got a chance to have you out on Monday night uh, to share your testimony with us. And uh, man, that was a good time. It's actually, was that your second or third time coming out? I think it's your second, huh? Second time sharing my testimony, maybe fourth time visiting your CR. And it's like, gets better and better. You know, totally new experience each and every time. Oh, praise God, man. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, Monday was a good night, man. We, it's been a little kind of slow going, trying to get back into the groove of things, but uh, it really did feel, Man, I just it just felt really good on that night. So I'm really really glad that you were out and and uh, yeah, you guys have come out a few times, and uh, yeah, it's always a blessing to have you guys out. But um, so I'm I'm grateful that uh, everybody got to hear some of your story on Monday. But of course, there's some people on here who who maybe don't feel safe uh, getting back into the groove of things, or uh, maybe they live in a different state or even country. And so for those folks, uh, would you mind just sharing just a little bit of your story, what kind of brought you into Celebrate Recovery and kind of where you're at now? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, what brought me into uh, Celebrate Recovery was, uh, you know, I sometimes um, refer to it as a hard bump. And that hard bump was me losing a spouse Mm. um, at the age of 44. And that's, you know... um, was like ground zero for me. And, you know, I had nowhere else to turn but to Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and Celebrate Recovery. And the funny thing is, is that uh, I had no idea about Celebrate Recovery, but Celebrate Recovery is right next door to my house. Wow. <laughs> Which is totally amazing. Um, so I showed up there January 2012, and I submitted my... My, my, my life to, to Jesus by also being baptized um, at my church, um, which is right next door. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I allowed myself to, to be used, allowed God to, to work in me. I invited him in because um, I, I, I had no idea what was going on, um, but I knew I needed something more because I was in about seven or eight other groups and stuff, but celebrate recovery seemed to be the one that, that stuck. Mm. And, you know, I remember being new and I didn't know anybody, but you know, now that, um, I've moved up the ranks a little bit, became a state rep. Um, I encounter a lot of newcomers and I got to visit, um, a CR with a newcomer. And one of the things a newcomer shared with me was that he would not have shared 
had he not been welcomed mm. and felt safe. So that's key um, for that newcomer to to feel safe where they are. You know, so in suburb recovery, whatever we share there stays there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just encourage you know anyone that's new, uh, that's curious, you know, to potentially go there with their friends so that they're mm-hmm. not alone. They know someone um, and just experience it. Um, go on a testimony night where you hear that live story of true life change. Um, and then afterwards, you know, you may be able to, you know, sit in that small group with that person and share what's on your mind or ask some questions, you know, from that person that shared that testimony after, you know, a lot of opportunities out there for a newcomer. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I think that's great advice. Um, one of the, one of the things that I'd love to ask you is, um, you coming into suburb recovery, how did you feel? I know a lot of people's experience, if they don't struggle with drugs and alcohol, um, it can maybe feel like, you know, I, you know, this is for addicts, you know, this is where we say this in CR, right? Like this is for those people. Right. Mm-hmm. And what was, could you share with us a little bit? Like, what was your experience personally kind of inner dialogue? And maybe if you had some feelings like that, how did you overcome them or work through them? Um, or, what was your process in all of that? Uh, I can definitely relate to that because when I first started Celebrate Recovery, I didn't identify with anyone yeah. um, because, you know, a lot of people that were there were for for drugs, alcohol, you know, things like that. And I was the only one there for grief, it seemed at that time. But I learned that, um, you know, only one in three people are there, you know, for drugs and alcohol, right. the other two thirds are there for something else. And that's me there for something else. The grief, you know, then came the anger. Um, The finances, you know, was a big one. Um, Codependency, the depression, anxiety. Um, Something I haven't shared was um, my struggle with food issues after my wife left. I mean, she, she died. And that came about because we couldn't share a meal together because she died from ALS. And I wasn't eating, but at this time I had um, been helping out at the church and I would go there and I would lock up at night and the people from the meetings would give me snacks and mm-hmm. the snacks consisted of crackers and salami. So, you know, I ate a little <laughs> bit, peck, peck, you know, a little bit at a time and my church not knowing, you know, they fed me, you know, mm-hmm. I was a widow, mm-hmm. you know, and there's scripture that talks about, you know, the church taking care of the widow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was I was taken care of. So the the CR is not a, a one size fits all. You know, it's it's everybody and everything. So any issue, hurt, habit or hang up you're struggling with um, celebrate recovery, you know, can be a place for you. Yeah, that's so good, man. I, I love it. You know, I share uh, a lot of times with uh, the newcomer is uh, drugs. Now I thought drugs and alcohol were my problem. They weren't my problem. They were my solution. And that was my mm-hmm. problem that I had that type of solution. Right. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I've, we're going, I'm going through a step study. This is my uh, third step study, but my fifth time through my steps. And I was sharing with the guys in the step study a couple of weeks ago is like, it's a whole new experience now because I feel that I'm I have to learn how to work through the steps as like a normal person now, you know, <laughs> I'm still, I'm still an addict. I'm still, you know, an alcoholic, uh, but it's been almost six years now. And so 
it looks a little bit different now. And it's, it's not, uh, we also shared our meeting, um, whatever brings us through the doors only opens the doors, right? Mm, and amen. so I find that there's other things that I need to work on. And I can't just, I can't just uh, stay sober. I've got to, I have to work my recovery, you know? Mm-hmm. And so there's so many different things that come up inside of that. And if, if CR was only for drugs and alcohol or, or abstinence from anything, um, it wouldn't grow the way that it does. It wouldn't flourish the way that it does. Cause yeah, there's an abstinence piece, right? If I need to quit doing something, well, then I need to quit doing something. But um, the thing that pulls us forward is that it's the spirituality. It's the, it's the, uh, it's the fruits of the spirit and the, the blessings yeah. that come from living and walking with Christ. And uh, you know, that's where I see the difference um, in CRs than a lot of different groups is that joy, you know? Um, mm, yes. Yeah. I could walk into a meeting with people who have been sober for a long time, but you know, they're still as angry as they ever were, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, and uh, that's not what I'm about, man. You know, that's not, that's not, uh, that's not the point. You know, I didn't, I didn't get sober to be boring, you know, or unhappy. Uh, I want to be happy and I want to live uh, an exciting life. And that's what CR, that's what Christ offers. Right. Yes. And uh, anything that's in that pathway, um, that's what that's what I'm here for is anything that's Mm -hmm. in that path uh, blocking me from that that life that that Jesus is offering me. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, man. uh, So, okay, uh, would you be able to also kind of share just kind of a snapshot of uh, what does that look like for a person um, who's struggling with grief? What is what is um, recovery look like maybe in the early stages or, or even today, how do you, how do you manage those things with the help of, of CR? Well, I manage those things by definitely having an accountability partner, um, people to hold me accountable. And, um, you know, if I, if I get off track, you know, just let me know. Um, because one of the things with me, um, that I shared in my testimony is I have like a lot of dead emotions and stuff. So, I could be saying something, but I look one way, so mm-hmm. they don't match. And sometimes I don't know what I'm projecting outwardly and stuff. So I hold people accountable, help me stay accountable, you know, by identifying that, mm-hmm. you know, um, the areas that I struggle with. Um, because grief for me, you know, is different for everyone else. But that was really close to me because being married for 24 years, it, it hit me pretty hard. Absolutely. But I just kept going and and and, and working through you know, the, the, the steps, um, and definitely having a couple of sponsors, you know, cause I always say I was like a heavyweight <laughs> guy in uh, recovery, but you know, you have, you have multiple accountability partners and, um, a couple sponsors if you can, um, because, you know, you may be comfortable with sharing something with one that you might not be comfortable sharing another and that's okay. You know, yeah. but definitely, um, you know, find someone that, um, will hold you accountable, but also someone that you, you can talk to because um, you will get through it. You know, you're not going to forget a lot of those things. It's going to come up. It's like a wave and stuff. You know, you just ride that wave, you know, because mm-hmm. I love I loved how you were talking about the fruit of the spirits, you know, the gentleness, the patience, the kindness, mm-hmm. you know, and all that stuff. And, you know, all that stuff comes into play because when we come into recovery with an issue, one of the habits is to identify 
with that issue because it's familiar and we hold on to it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And what's different is we sometimes may not have had that life in Christ, which is unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. And we need to gravitate towards Christ. And I, yeah. cause our identity is in him and not in our struggles. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. I love that. Um, I, one of the things that I think, yeah, it's the same for anybody. Um, but I think that's really good that you mentioned while kind of managing um, your struggles with grief is that accountability part. And uh, I've heard so many people sharing experiences where, yeah, well, I tried that, but right. There's always this big, but, and why they shouldn't do it anymore. How come it, it, the reasons why it didn't work. Um, So could you maybe share with us uh, maybe what, what are some good practices in, in having a healthy accountability partner relationship um, because uh, it's not just, hey, would you hold me accountable, right? <laughs> um, it's, mm-hmm. it's more than that, right? It's, it, yeah. it takes effort just like any other relationship. And um, I'll, just, I'll just share one of the big things I think is, is giving people information to hold me accountable with, right? It's yes. like, <laughs> they, they got to know <laughs> what they're holding me accountable to, right? Yes, right, right. Yeah, because, you know, as a sponsee, you know, your sponsor is not a brain reader. Right. You know, so you have to, it's a relationship. So you have to reach out to your, 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 your accountability partner and your sponsors. And I tell people do that before they fall, mm-hmm. you know, and it, sometimes people will call afterwards and it's a little bit too late sometimes in those cases and stuff like that, but you definitely got to reach out and have that, that contact. Because if you don't have that contact and you start to isolate, mm-hmm. you know, then that's another problem, you know, but, you know, you, you, you vet the person, mm-hmm. you know, you know, ask them about their experiences and things like that. And if they relate to you, um, because that's also key, that will help you to open up and to, to share more and, you know, to lay some things down um, that you may have been carrying. So you don't, you know, keep dragging the same things over and over and stuff. And uh, so we'll be tempted to pick those things up later on. Yeah. I, it's funny. It's a, it's a weird dichotomy with sponsors and accountability partners, because uh, it's like, I want somebody that I really like, and that's kind of like me and, you know, talks mm. like me and you know, it's like, yeah. But then mm. on the other hand too, it's like, you know, my sponsor, uh, he, you know, I love my sponsor but I don't know if I really like him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, right, right, right. <laughs> and right. I think that's how it needs to be. It's like, he's, you know, he doesn't tell me what I want to hear, you know, he's not, right. he mm-hmm. doesn't give me the fluff and, you know, so it's like, Oh man, you know, it's this weird kind of back and forth where it's to, to pick those people is more, uh, I think, are they willing, do they say the hard stuff? Do they, you know, yeah, are they right. willing to, to ask the questions and do they shy mm-hmm. away from the difficult stuff? And, uh, you know, I, I, it's just interesting. Cause I think I hear this a lot. It's like, well, I don't really like them. And I'm yeah. like, okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> it's a relationship. It's a relationship. Yeah. You know, and you know, we, we meet someone, we don't necessarily like them at first until we find out more about them. But I think sometimes we don't like someone because they do tell us what we need to hear versus what we want to hear. Exactly. Exactly. That's my point. Exactly. Yeah. And then that's where um, sometimes 
offense comes into play, but then you got to flip that around and look at yourself and why are you being offended? Is it something that's true? Right. You know, so you got to take responsibility, responsibility. you know, and that's where, you know, coming into summary recovery, uh, me being in the military and stuff, I didn't mind that accountability because I had always gotten it in the military. So when I come into recovery, I expect someone to tell me Mm. how I'm acting because if they don't, then that person may not have their best interest out for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so huge. I think, um, yeah, we maybe even just coming to realize that most of us coming into CR don't even really know what a healthy relationship looks like. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, maybe instead of trying to look for, you know, the same type of relationships or the relationships that I'm used to, or the relationships that I, you know, in quotes, like, maybe it should be different than that. Because, you know, what's my track record look like with relationships? Do I pick the right, the the healthy people? Do I, you know, Mm. what does it look like in the past? So if it's looked unhealthy in the past, okay, well, yeah, I'm probably going to be uncomfortable. I might not like those people. You know, I might, (laughs) you know, it might be awkward and feel weird, but are those potentially all the correct, you know, let's say symptoms of a a potential good sponsor or accountability partner um, because they're different than what we've maybe gravitated towards in the past. And that obviously didn't work because it got us to where we were at at that point, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Which none of that's, you know, textbook. It's, it's, it is difficult. I've been burned by sponsors and accountability partners. Like I can't front and act like it always works out, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But uh, I guess the point being, you just, it's, we have to have it, you know? I love what Mm -hmm. you said. Maybe you have a couple. I, you know, the point here is just finding, it's like, I don't really care as long as you find somebody that you share with, you know what I mean? Somebody that you're willing to be honest with. And if that's multiple different people, then so be it. But just don't make excuses about why, you know, you can't or you shouldn't. Right. 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 And there's not a list of, of accountability partners and sponsors out there. So to find those people, it's important that people attend meetings. Yes. You know, whether it's your CR or different meetings in the Valley and stuff to find a sponsor, because as a as a state rep, that's one, one of the big calls that I get is, do I know of anyone that will sponsor? Yeah. And I was like, no, um, you know, you have to go to the meetings and that person has to find that person. Yeah. You know, because I can't appoint them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's so funny, man, because I uh, I actually. Uh, I'm tapped out right now. I can't take on anymore. And I had a guy ask me last night and I said, you know what, man, I, I'm sorry, I can't. But what I do in these situations is I can be a stand-in sponsor. And I said, uh, before you say that that's what you want, let me let me tell you what that entails. Because, you know, it's it's not, I'm not an easy sponsor, you know? <laughs> and so mm-hmm. what I do for folks, if I'm too, uh, you know, if I've got too many sponsees at the moment, then I say, okay, I'll, I'll be a stand-in sponsor. But as your stand-in sponsor, what I want you to do is go to at least one meeting every single day and ask in that group, is there anybody here that's willing to sponsor? And you, you do that every single day until you find a sponsor. 
And mm-hmm. until you, you know, until that day, I want you to call me every day after that meeting and say, Hey, John, I went to this meeting. I asked, you know, if there was any sponsors. And then I want you to tell me either you got a sponsor, you didn't get a sponsor, or if you asked or why you didn't ask, you know, mm-hmm. and that's a part of that accountability. Right. Right. And, uh, and it's it because that's the only way it works that I, that I know of, you know what I mean? And um, at that got got to go to meetings, man, you know, got to find uh, somebody to do it. And there's somebody out there who's willing I think it's so interesting to know, or, you know, I've seen this in the past is that there's people out there that are just dying to find a sponsee just as much as that, you know, Mm. there's a person who's dying to find a sponsor. Uh, You just gotta, you just gotta run into them, you know, (laughs) and be willing. And uh, so, yeah, that's, it's tough. It's uh, in the, in the uh, questions and answer pamphlet for, for sponsorship uh, in Alcoholics Anonymous. It's funny. It says, uh, it says that the sponsor's job is to keep the child entertained until the 12 <laughs> steps have enough time to work. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I think that's so good because, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like the, the first several meetings I have with, with sponsees is just trying to explain to them that I'm not their doctor. I'm not their magician or their savior or anything like that. I'm simply, uh, the person who's going to make sure that they do the work. That's it, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, share my experiences um, and let the, it's in the 12 steps with Christ. I, I can't explain it any other way. You know, you just got to do it. And mm-hmm. I'll, like, like the, like the pamphlet says, I'll try to keep you entertained until it happens. <laughs> but so well, good deal, man. I, I love that our conversation kind of went in this direction because I'm like you said, I'm sure you get a lot of questions about this and I get plenty as well. And so uh, really grateful we kind of got led into this conversation um, before before I let you go. I would just love um, right now we're on step 10 in our group. We continue to take a personal inventory when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Um, would you just share with us a little bit what's been your experience with that? Um, maybe some advice or encouragement uh, to those who are maybe on that step. Well, if you're in step 10 and you're taking that personal inventory, um, you can do that a number of ways. You know, um, you can journal it. You know, if you want to try it every day, you know, if you have that time, you can do that. You can do a weekly, you know, monthly, whatever fits your schedule. Um, just try to keep it balanced, just like you're doing your regular inventory. Because mm. um, one of the mistakes I made was I was taking that personal inventory every day, and I kind of got wrapped up into it. Wow. So I saw a lot of um, where it was not good, mm. you know, because my my thoughts were going and stuff. And then I started, you know, thinking, okay, what can I? What am I doing wrong? 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 And I got into that negative cycle. So it can be kind of tricky, but, you know, you still try and you, you keep it balanced um, and, you know, don't beat yourself up. But, you know, when you're wrong, you know, you, where you need to make an amends, you know, you want to do those relatively quickly um, and you just keep it within that inner circle because it doesn't know, need to go outside that circle of mm. you and that person with that offense. You know, so just keep it, keep it small. Um, and you know, you just kind of do what's right for you because these inventories that you're keeping, um, those are going to turn into your testimony. Mm. 
you know, and, you know, you can do that because I have this little um, app on my phone called Black Note. And if I'm struggling with something, um, I'll write that down, take a little note, find a little scripture, you know, and things like that, you know. And, you know, it's a way of saying, okay, I might have this particular issue, but here's my verse, you know, for encouragement, you know, That's as good, it relates to, relates to what I'm going on. Um, but, you know, taking that inventory, it's going to be just what, what fits that particular person, um, whether that's writing it down, using a digital notepad, you know, or, you know, something in the brain. Yeah, that's great, man. I, uh, I, yeah, I really appreciate that. I think that adds that little part to it of, of the benefit of, of why, you know, instead of just like, oh yeah, you got to do it every day that way that you keep short accounts with everybody. And of course we want to do that. But also to see the benefit of, hey, if I keep a little log, hey, I was struggling with this thing and here's some scripture that, you know, help me out. I can be reminded of it and then I can let somebody else know. And it's like, yeah, like that's that's what encourages me about my story is not that I went through it, but that it's it's helpful to somebody else. And that's uh, that's that's great, man. I appreciate that. Um, Last thing uh, before you go, man, I would love to just. Uh, you shared a little bit earlier um, for the newcomer, but uh, if you just want to shout out a little message, uh, what you would tell the newcomer. And then also after that, um, I'm praying to God that there's somebody who's listening right now who uh, just, you know, is saying, no way I would ever go to CR. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so their, their friend maybe said, oh, you got to hear this testimony. And, you know, they're yeah. sitting there white knuckling it for the past, you know, 20 minutes and, uh, you know, what would you, what would you share with them? Uh, but first the newcomer. Well, the newcomer, I tell them this too, man, because since the, the pandemic, I mean, it is definitely for the newcomer because you can go in person and you can also go CRCR online, which is the Subway Recovery Crisis Response Group and it's online. So if you don't want to go into that personal meeting in person and stuff, you can check it out online. But know that Jesus loves you. He forgives mm. you, mm. you know, and there are people there that will help you. But I want you to know as a newcomer, you know, whatever you've done, it's all been forgiven mm. because Jesus loves you. He died for you so that you can have a place like Celebrate Recovery mm. to come in. And I love how you guys do it over there, man, is have a place for people to safely recover mm. you know and just just live forward and let god lead amen you know? so good all right now now what, what do you got to say to the one who's who's dying waiting for this to be over <laughs> <laughs> what would you share um, with those folks well it's 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 not over you know until we meet our lord and savior mm. you know but you know you come in there get your recovery on and you help the next person. Mm. You know, I just love it because we've all been there in the beginning and in my heart, you know, I want to be there, you know, for the next person to, to help them through codependency. Me says, Hey, I want to show you the short road, but I can't do that. (laughs) But I, I, I want to be there to help you and let you know, Hey, you're not alone. We've all, you know, started here in the beginning as a newcomer 
And this is where we are now. Not that it's a competition, not that it's a race or anything like that, but just to show you that, hey, you know, you work the steps, you do the eight principles, there's, there's, there's hope. Mm. You know, we're still going to struggle some, but we're going to struggle less because we have that healthy and viable support system around us that we may not have had before. That's good, man. I love that. Um, uh, what, what would you tell to the folks who maybe think that CR isn't for them, uh, that, that, you know, maybe they're struggling with something and they think there's no way, there's no way CR would work for me. Denial. Denial. <laughs> Denial. Denial. You know, saying it's, it's, it's not me. I'm, you know, you know, it's like trying to, you know, heal a wound and say it's not there, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's there, you know, we all have, have something. It's just, are we comfortable enough to, to come out and, and let people know this is what we struggle with. This is what it is. Yeah. Because if you let that go, what you've been hiding, <laughs> you'll be mm-hmm. so much freer. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, no, I don't have that 30 pound weight hanging from me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but everybody sees it. And after a while, that 30 pound weight gets to 60 pounds. Right. Then yeah. the 90 and then pretty soon you can't carry it anymore. Yep. You know, <sighs> just got to give yeah. it a shot, huh? Gotta yeah, go just gotta it. give it a shot. Just get it. Yeah. Just go for it. That's good, man. Yeah, that's probably. I mean, that's honestly the best advice, you know. And just, just go for it. Just try it. Give it a shot. See what do you have to lose. We share it with. Yeah, I heard in a meeting one time, and I try to share it pretty often in, in the group. Is give it ninety days, and if you don't appreciate what you've received, we will gladly refund your misery. <laughs> <laughs> I love that to use that one, man. Oh, let's steal that one. Because what do you got to lose, right? Like, right. What do you got to lose? You, you. There's no way you're going to be more miserable after a meeting than you walked in. You know, even if you're not that miserable, you know. So yeah, replace it with something good. Amen, man. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's good. Well, cool, man. I appreciate your time today. Um. Uh. You. Uh. So you're you. Uh. Um. Your state rep, but also are you are you co lead or are you a leader at a group? Um, you work, where can people come in and, uh, visit you and, and, uh, go to your group? Uh, people can come visit me at Camelback community church. We meet on Fridays, uh, fellowship is at six and large group starts at seven. And I'm just one of the leaders over there helping out a coach, helping out the ministry leader, you know, food ministry, whatever, man, you know, it's a good time. Cool. So yeah, if you guys are in the area, Head on over there. It's a wonderful meeting. Got to share my testimony there before. And uh, so, yeah, for sure, man. Uh, Thanks again. And God bless you, man. God bless uh, your efforts, your family, everything you got going on over there. And I can't wait to to get to meet up with you again, man. All right, John. Thank you so much, brother. Absolutely. Love you, bro. Love you, too. Thank you for listening to A Testimony Talk. I hope that you take what we talk about here and have conversations with others. The things that we talk about on here are meant to start conversations, not end them. So I pray that you would talk with someone about what you heard here today and that you would look for ways to be a light in your own community. If you are struggling to find community and people to talk with, then please send an email to recovery at palmvalley.org. 
and I will personally get you connected with a volunteer from Celebrate Recovery. Nothing changes the fact that we need each other, even if that means that we have to find new and creative ways to do so. You can also send me encouraging messages, comments, or concerns to that same email, recovery at palmvalley.org. And if you're enjoying this podcast, then please share it with someone else. I love you all, and I hope to see you soon.